and welcome to the Feeling Good Podcast, where you can learn powerful techniques to change the way you feel. I am your host, Rhonda Borowski, and joining me here in the Murrieta studio is Dr. David Burns. Dr. David Burns is a pioneer in the development of cognitive behavioral therapy and the creator of the new teen therapy. He is the author of Feeling Good, which has sold over 5 million copies in the United States and has been translated into over 30 languages. David is currently an emeritus adjunct professor of clinical psychiatry at Stanford University School of Medicine. Hello, Rhonda. I don't know why that's funny. Hello, David. <laughs> Hello, Jeremy. Hi. <laughs> Who's Jeremy? Who is Jeremy? Can you please introduce Jeremy? How did I end up here? <laughs> did you say something about being a, an alien dropped down from the Something like that. It's very planet? confusing. A special mystery guest will reveal his, his full like a, name and, and purpose in just a moment. But first, Rhonda has some just really fantastic... Uh, endorsements to, to read. Yeah, which, some really fun ones. Yeah, um, feedback from, from listeners, I guess. This is from Tim, and he writes, thanks for, helping me through with your, thanks for helping me through your books. Your books, Feeling Good and the Feeling Good Handbook, saved me from a life of misery and depression. My dad gave me a copy of Feeling Good 25 years ago when I was 28. I had struggled with depression and low self-esteem since my teens, despite years of therapy. Even though I've been depression-free for most part since my late 20s, at times I still grapple with perfectionism and negative thoughts and must reread parts of your books and work things out in my mood diary. It's incredible how our negative thoughts, cognitive distortions, and silent assumptions can cause us needless misery. Um, the other day I was reflecting on how depressed I was in my teens and 20s and how I could have avoided all that misery if I had known about cognitive therapy. I don't know what would have become of me if my father hadn't given me a copy of Feeling Good 25 years ago. You saved me from a life of misery and despair. I'll always be grateful for your help. Warmest regards. Well, thank you so much, Tim. That's, that's very, very touching. Yeah, it's really touching. Deeply appreciated. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Burns. The conversation at the end of podcast episode 169 with Michael Simpson has been on my mind now for days. Dave Freibush and Michael didn't seem to think the enlightenment you talked about is the same as the Buddhist concept of enlightenment, but I have to respectfully disagree. I've had a lot of highs in my life, some drug-induced, <laughs> and nothing I've experienced has come close to the high I felt at your summer intensive this year. In fact, I would say I'm still in and out of enlightenment. I find so much beauty in life and in people now, not 100% of the time, but far more than before. Others have noticed this in me and commented on it. I am eternally grateful for the work you do. Thank you so much for that. What was her name? Her name was Jess. What, Jessica? Jess, Jessica. Jessica, Jess. okay, yeah. Well, thank you for that, uh, Jessica, and, and, and I agree with you uh, and, and really appreciated the support. In, in my new book that we'll talk about in, in a couple of minutes here, Feeling Great, I actually talk about four forms of enlightenment, the, the four great deaths of the self, yeah. not the one that the Buddha talked about. But, but yes, I, I think what you can achieve through Team CBT or what we we're calling Feeling Great Therapy is a, a, a high-speed way of achieving the exact kind of enlightenment that the Buddha was 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 talking about 2,500 yeah. years ago, right? And the technique in team externalization of voices with the acceptance paradox is the technique that can bring that about really, really quickly for for many people. Right. 
Okay, here's the here's one. Here's the last one. It's really brief. <clears throat> Hi, David. I'm probably repeating myself, but I would like to express my gratitude for all the help you have given me through your website, podcasts, and books. Life is an unavoidable turd fest at times, but you have given me the pitchfork, wheelbar- wheelbarrow, and the knowledge to turn the turds into compost. <laughs> That's from uh, Dave. That, that's, that, that's the best. No, that's uh, from someone named Michael. Mike. This is Mike. Huh? Yeah. yeah. That's that's the best. Uh, Life best is endorsement a... <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the tur- turn your tur- turds in, into compost. <laughs> <laughs> there, but there was one other a fellow who I promised I, I would read his. We would read oh. his 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 endorsement. Uh, Not the turd fest. Well, Jess. And um, Tim's the one we read today. Yeah, let me just see. Make sure. Can I see them all? Make sure we've got the the right one. Uh, and that's Jessica, and then that's this fellow. So Mike and Tim. Yeah, it was probably it was probably Tim, but I just uh, it's just very touching when people express such kindness and warmth. It's it's also kind of neat when the podcasters are stimulating intellectual dialogue and and thoughts thoughts and learning. We have one we can maybe read on a future podcast that we just got from our colleague Mark Noble, the famed neurosurgeon from oh, yeah. uh, Rochester, and he was apparently very moved by the one recently on sadness as, as ce- celebration, and we right. can go into that and read his yeah. on a future. Okay, let's read that next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's this guy? I know we could play here? What's That Line. Yeah. <laughs> what's that, what's that? <laughs> I remember what's that, that TV, remember that TV show? show. Yeah, that was cool. You just ask a bunch of questions until we figure it out. Yeah. Or you can just tell us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll just tell us. I'm, I'm Jeremy Carmel, and I'm, I'm happy to be here today. Um, I can tell a little bit about my my story and how I ended up in this room. Would that be a good good thing to do? Sure. And let me just preface it by saying that you and I were working on this app today. Yeah. And Rhonda, you were coming over, and I said, well, maybe Jeremy will sit in and you know participate in one of our one of our podcasts, and then we thought, well, why not do a little podcast on some of the work that we've been been doing? But first, tell us what uh, you know. How did you happen to materialize in this room? <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty incredible. I was I think I was beamed from another planet. No, that's not that's not true at all. Um, the the way I got kind of involved in team therapy was as a as a patient um, at the end of college. I got just incredibly depressed. Um, I was at at Stanford and. Um, I was I was really down. I actually uh, took took a pause and, and, and dropped out for a quarter, and I was trying different things to to feel better. I um, was on antidepressants. I uh, went uh, to at least two other therapists uh, to get help, um, and after months of of trying these different approaches, uh, I d- wasn't really any better off than I had been at the beginning of the process, um, which was pretty disappointing. And then just by incredible good fortune, I got referred to um, Matt May, who uh, David trained in, in team therapy. Matt May is amazing. Yes, he's totally awesome. And uh, I went and I, I had a, um, I, I started seeing Matt. We did two hour sessions together and I was dramatically improved after three or four sessions. I really probably wouldn't even have counted as depressed anymore. And that happened in the course of about two weeks. Um, 
after months of, of struggles and, and trying other things. So Wait, wait, Jeremy. After yeah. months of struggles, two other therapists, antidepressants, you worked with Matt May for two weeks for several sessions, two hours long? Yes, and, that's right. And the result was? I, I was no longer depressed anymore, and wow. it was just amazing. Um, I just, I, I couldn't believe it, to be honest, and I thought... Well, for I had a lot of thoughts. I thought, why was I banging my head against the wall with all these other things that were so ineffective? And why did it, why, why isn't this better known? Why, why is it so hard to, like, if there was a simple solution to this problem, um, why was it so hard to find it? Wow. Um, but I thought the, the therapy was amazing. And I continued to learn some other things from Matt. He taught me um, the five secrets of effective communication that David developed. Um, and and he, he's just been an awesome resource. Um, but after that experience, I just thought this is this is this stuff is so amazing, and I actually reached out to David at that time. I was I was still a Stanford student. I had some engineering skills, and I said, you know, I think what the the what you've what you've done here with this this new form of therapy is just really unbelievable, um, and a, and a lot of people, millions of people, could really benefit from it. Um, would you ever want to turn this into an application? Um, and I, you mean an app for your smartphone? An app for, well, initially I think we were, it was 10 years ago, so uh -huh. <laughs> smartphones were still somewhat new, but I think initially I was thinking maybe just a website, and I, was, I wasn't I was super skilled at the time, I was just, you know, getting out of school, so I wasn't a, a high-speed, uh, you know, app developer with a lot of commercial experience, but I, but I reached out to David, and um, that was the, the first time we connected, and the, the timing wasn't right on his end for a variety of reasons, but that was that was when we first, uh, first connected. Um, before we talk about that, can I just ask you one more question about yes. your work with Matt? Yeah, absolutely. So you said that was 10 years ago? Yes. And has the depression returned? Well, uh, there have been many times since then when I felt uh, down or, or sad, but I think what's been amazing is I can just pop out of it really quickly. I think I'm much less prone to those feelings, having those feelings in the first place. And then if I do have those feelings, if they return, um, I've got some tools that help me get back on track really fast. Um, probably about five or six weeks ago, I'd been doing really, really well in life. And then I just woke up in the middle of the night feeling incredibly anxious. Um, and I walked over to my computer and I uh, pulled up the daily mood log and uh, did a daily daily mood log. And all of the negative feelings went to zero after about 15 minutes. And I fell back asleep, had a great sleep and went back to kicking ass uh, you know, after that. I, I have, I have, there have been times when it's a little more challenging and I've gone in for, for tune-ups and that's been really useful. And I'm happy that like I have MAD as a, as a resource for that. That's been great. Um, but I think I've been way less prone to, to negative feelings since then. And in fact, a lot of uh, people I've worked with um, have commented that I seem incredibly emotionally resilient in the face of huge swings in business and, and things like that. There certainly I've had plenty of uh, challenging things happen to me in my life since that time. Um, but I think I've, I feel like I've been able to handle them really, really well. And I think part of it is that I think the, the techniques are amazing and powerful for changing the way you feel. But... Um, one thing that David talks about sometimes is that the techniques are also a philosophy of life. And I think that once you understand that at a, at a deeper level, um, it makes it, it's much, much easier to be, be happy day to day. Things just don't bother you as, as much. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it was definitely an incredible experience. And I think maybe just on a, just on a different dimension, um, the, the, the five secrets communication uh, techniques have also been incredibly useful uh, I have a, you know, my, I've gotten married in, in June and my fiance and I have a really good relationship. I think a lot of our friends are pretty jealous, to be honest. And um, she actually said to me just two days ago, 
hey, I think maybe we should buy everyone who comes to the wedding a copy of um, Feeling Good Together and, oh, dis yeah, and, dis you, and distribute it. <laughs> distribute it because it could be so helpful to folks. So As yeah, I think favors. there's yeah, I think I think there's a, a the the. Uh, team team therapy and the five secrets have really changed my life, and it's yeah, been pretty awesome. amazing. What I would I would also say that now that we're we're sitting down together almost on a daily basis, or as often as we can, to try to develop this new app. I, to to me, you're like a transformed human being, like a Buddha, really, <laughs> be, because uh, just being around Jeremy is just a constant source of joy. Mm -hmm. uh, uses a lot of stroking, a lot of encouragement. So, mm -hmm. and then we, what percentage of the time do we spend giggling? For <laughs> at least eighty percent. Yeah, yeah, we just giggle constantly. Yeah. And it's just a joyous experience. But what we're doing, we're trying to develop uh, together. Now we're finding to try to make it a reality. This uh, feeling, feeling great app, and we'll try to suck you into the project too if we can, yeah. Rhonda. <laughs> can we just? Well, I yeah. have one final comment about sure. therapy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, what you've described is successful therapy, and it doesn't mean that your life is going to always be happy, and you'll never have another challenge, and and you're going to be just skating along right. on fluffy clouds forever. Yeah. But you know, because challenges come up in life, yeah. you have a fight with your fiance, or there's your business does something happens, or or who knows, you're just depressed because you're reading the newspaper. Um, but you have but you, what you said is you have the tools. Yeah, like you can wake right. up in the middle of the night and feel anxious and do something and then go back to sleep or yeah. or or you have the five secrets or you know that to me that's what defines yeah. positive Buddha uh, wrote that twenty five hundred years ago in his opening uh, sentence in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, <laughs> which he said life sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you know we get yeah. kicked in the stomach a right, lot. Right, that's one of the four, the four noble truths. Life <laughs> is that right? Is, oh, okay. Life is suffering. Yeah. He, he didn't write the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which came out like about eight hundred. No, but years he did later. say that life really, is. It's really dorky, by the way, <laughs> yeah. the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Somebody gave me a copy. It's so stupid. But it's beautiful. But, but the ideas of Buddhism are, are Is are that very, life is full of suffering. And what you're talking really about cool. is when life yeah. has been suffering for you, you have the tools to deal with it. Yeah, it's been really great. And yeah. I think I'm much less likely to have a have a problem than I was before, too. I just I think I'm just happier a lot, much greater percentage that's of the great. time. Like that, That's what Jessica said, too. You know, she gets catapulted into enlightenment, and it lasts a yeah. period of time. And then the Buddha said, then we drift in and out right. of enlightenment. And that's what Mike said about the Turnfest. Yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So um, I thought we could just quickly yeah, tell get us about the app. Yeah, the the app and the, and the new book. Let me touch base on the new book first because we're okay. getting constant uh, emails about it, and I'm excited about it. Now we're just finishing the editing. The publisher is Pessy P E S I, and the publisher I've been working with there is a really cool lady named Linda Jackson. And she's a lot like you, Jeremy, like she's so positive and so much fun to, to work with her. And then the editor, uh, Janessa Jackson, and I don't know if they're related or not, but we're almost done with the, uh, with the editing. And then they'll, they're going to be uh, making announcements. This is February 17th when this podcast comes out. And uh, not too long after that, people can start pre-ordering the book, Feeling Great. I don't have the details on that yet, but it will be released in mid-September is the, is the target date. And is it coming out in hardback or paperback? It'll first? come out in hardback first, and then a year later in, in paperback. And how many will you autograph? Well, I'll autograph one for you. <laughs> I'll autograph one for you, for sure. So that they don't send them a bunch to you, and then you autograph them? Well, and actually, them all up? the people who appear on the book are going to get uh, free autograph copies. People who allowed, 
me to use their stories and disguised. Uh -huh. I, I think you're. I think in, so. In disguise yeah. in there, uh, and then they they've hired a, a New York PR firm, so we'll start doing promotion well ahead of time. So it's 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 exciting. Really exciting. And the neat thing about the book Feeling Great, it'll have all of these new developments that I didn't have when I wrote Feeling Good. Feeling Good has been a tremendous success commercially as well as research on it that it really has pretty potent antidepressant effects for an awful lot of people. But I'm hoping that the new techniques like the positive reframing and all the new stuff in, in team will be e even more even more powerful. But uh, And just to interject on that really quick, I, I do think that's, I'm really excited for that to be generally available. I, I tell people about the fantastic experience I had working with Matt May and they said, wow, how can I get that? And if they live in the area, I said, you, you can go, go see Matt. Yeah, I'll put his contact but info in the show notes. That's a good, you, good yeah. idea, yeah. But then, you know, I have people who live in New York, friends who live in New York and other places, and they say, oh, how can I learn those techniques? And I said, well, you can buy Feeling Good. That book is great. It's full of great techniques. But yeah. it doesn't really have the latest and greatest stuff, which kind of is the amazing yeah. accelerant on therapy. Yeah. Or, or, he, or people could also buy When Panic Attacks. Yeah, and those yeah. are all good. Yeah, They're really all good. good. But the new, I think the new techniques are going to blow people's minds. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then why are we working on an app? Well, the, and what do we mean by an app? What are we yeah, talking about? Yeah, how will about? the app be used by people? Yeah, so we, I think the idea would be to have a, a cell phone application that could be the most effective treatment for depression ever created, if 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 we can pull it off, which I think we can. Um, hopefully, so, yeah. So go go on. No, no, go ahead. Oh. I think um, the David's techniques are really good, and you can learn a lot by re reading about them. Those those books that we just talked about are awesome, and I think Feeling Great is going to be an awesome book too. Um, but some of the techniques are really it's really helpful to to see examples, to get kind of detailed training in them. And so we're hoping the app I think will be this sort of like incredible training ground where people can really see in detail how do these techniques work and have an interactive experience that, that teaches them. Um, I know David's done some research on the importance of, of homework in therapy. Yeah. Um, what, what, what did the research say about Well, that? you know, the, the research, I, I was trying to do research in Philadelphia to find out why, why is it that all the forms of therapy that exist right now aren't very good, <laughs> uh, including cognitive therapy for, for depression. Fewer than half the people treated with all current treatments, any current treatments, fewer than half even get a 50% reduction in symptoms. And that's not very good. If well, it, if you just talk about, listen to what J, um, yeah. Jeremy's story, you went to three therapists, two, you went yeah. to two therapists and felt still depressed. And I, I imagine you might, have, you might have started feeling hopeless and like... I was very hopeless, extremely yeah. hopeless. And then yeah. the third, so he had two thirds. Yeah, yeah. Feeling. yeah. And so I did a lot of research and looking at all these fancy things. I was doing structural equation modeling on all my, the data that we had on our patients in Philadelphia and what cause them to get better or not get better. And then it kind of, a, a really obvious thing ju jumped out and explained all the variability in, in outcomes, and that was motivation and resistance. Mm. And we found ways to, to, to measure mo uh, resistance at intake, and all the patients with high resistance levels, low motivation levels, failed to improve, and pretty much 100% of the patients who, who did homework and, and, and who, who, who didn't have that intense resistance improved or completely recovered in the first 12 weeks of therapy. So that, that was the first big breakthrough, that resistance actually is the first effect, and the first thing in the world literature that's been proven to have causal effects on depression, because all the other theories 
have never panned out. All the biological causes and the psychological causes, the, the, the presumed causes of depression, they've, none of them's ever been confirmed. And the only thing that's been confirmed, and there's five independent studies now, including a, one I recently published that we did at Stanford in the inpatient unit, showed a massive causal effect of, of resistance or motivation. Those are the opposite sides of the same coin. That that's, has a huge effect on recovery from depression. But what's really cool is that in team therapy, then with the help of you, Rhonda, and Jill Levitt, and Helen Yenny Comchin, and, and Danielle Levy, and Jacob Towery, and all the people that we I teach with all of you in our Tuesday Stanford group, I've been able to develop these awesome techniques to quickly bring resistance to conscious awareness and melt it away. And that's why we're now seeing this almost impossibly rapid recovery from depression and all of the anxiety disorders as well. David, but, will you put the citation for the recent research you said you just published in the show notes? I can, yeah, I can put a whole bunch of uh, research studies yeah, in there, all the studies that led up to the development of team, okay. team therapy. Yeah. So and, will and, the app be used for homework? Well, see the app, yeah. See, I've had the dream, and that's why it was so cool that Jeremy contacted me because we've been both dreaming the same dream and, and, and because the research showed that the book Feeling Good, you know, more than 50 or 60 percent of the people who you hand it to are depressed will be recovered or dramatically improved in four weeks. And, and, but I've always thought if I could get a digital interactive thing, I could develop something even more powerful than that, even more effective than human therapists, because I, we can go right to the point and teach people just what you need to know without all, I was going to say all the BS that therapists do, but I won't say it because it's so <laughs> insulting. But you know, when I was a therapist, I was trained to do all this BS that never helped anybody. Just it was, you know, psychodynamic or psychoanalytic or this or that. But now we know what really works for people, and we can put that in an interactive app and, and train people really quickly how to change the way you think, you think and feel. And I've been wanting to do this for 40 years. I've had the fantasy. I've been mapping it out in my mind. If I could just get someone to help me create an electronic tool, I think we could develop something that could help millions of people around the world, even more than my book, Feeling Good who could go online and, and, and learn to change. Yeah, because like you had said, um, Jeremy, people around here can go to awesome therapists like Matt May, and there are teen therapists throughout the world, but there are a lot of places where there aren't teen therapists, and they could go to your app. Yeah, yeah, and then some people might not even be able to afford a Matt May or a, you know, a high-powered You're teen, saying teen some people therapist. can't afford hundreds of dollars an hour in therapy? Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's exactly. really that's true and sad. And it breaks and my heart. I haven't changed any, charged anyone for therapy in more than 25 years. I, it's just the whole idea is, is just a sad and a turn-off turn for I'm, me. But I'm thinking that, Jeremy, you said... I don't keep coming back to you. You know, you worked with Matt May for two weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, like, two or three sessions for two or two. I think we did, uh, I think we probably did four sessions in those two Four weeks. sessions, so eight hours. So eight two hours, hours, yeah. And then you felt better. So yeah. how, how much more cost-effective is that, even if Matt has a high hourly, versus years and 12 or eight, eight to 12 years of therapy with someone that was not as effective? Well, I yeah. think Matt's totally worth it if you can afford it, but I, I'm hoping that the app will be like getting private treatment yeah. from David. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, <laughs> yeah. also pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and I think, and that's really, as we've been developing it, I think that's kind of coming together because it has 
David's voice and yeah. we're, it's not some dry academic thing. We're yeah. really making it exciting and fun. Yeah, so it's your yeah. Voice? and funny. You know, we've got okay. some zany stuff. We're going to, absurd stuff. We're going to put that quiz, yeah. quiz questions with absurd questions. Answers, you know, you have to choose the right one. We're just having fun with it. But I'm just grateful to be working with you. Uh, uh, so it's Jeremy. not just reading, but huh? you're going to be here. Not some, so someone won't just be reading stuff on the app, but they're going to be listening to your voice? Oh. Yeah, 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 but although we've also created, and, and we're going to be working on, we're almost done with it, uh, a, a, a really fantastic uh, introductory thing, which, which includes reading and video clips, oh. and measuring how you feel at the beginning and end of a, a kind of a, a killer overview class, we were going to record it. We actually recorded it, but we didn't like the way the, the voice recordings were going. And then people were saying, wow, you, this transcript is so fantastic. So we'll, we'll post that for people soon too. But we don't have any call to action for you folks. We just want you to know that we're working on this stuff. And, yeah. and when we have something for you to go and become a beta tester or take a look at the app that we're creating and check it out, check it out. tell us what you like, what you don't like, because we want to learn from you just as we hope to teach you the things you need to change the way you think and feel and to break out of a bad mood like depression and anxiety and feeling inadequate and down in the dumps. So, so like the woman Jessica and, and uh, Jeremy, you, you can experience joy and, and self-esteem and wake up and say it, it, it's great to be alive. And that's what we're, we're hoping to, to, to share with all of you who are listening to this podcast. Yeah, and I think um, maybe it would be good to go over some of, the, some of the things that we think the app can do that are going to be really unique. Um, to the app, things will be be hard to do, um, hard to do in other places, like demonstrating the acceptance paradox or um, some of the some of the interactive exercises, even doing externalization of voices. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that I've written about in my books, but it's like hearing or seeing is is, is believing. Like like the acceptance paradox, it is enlightenment. Like when you do externalization voices, I can say I can, and, and with audiences, I, I, I can now, usually when I do a workshop for mental health professionals, we do this exercise with externalization of voices, it takes about 20 minutes, and typically 75% of the people raise their hands and say they experience enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really, it's really, it's really mind-blowing, but you see, we demonstrate it live. They can see people doing this acceptance paradox and externalization of voices, and then they can experience it per personally. And we can bring those kind of experiences to, to life in the app. We can, you know, I, I just recorded two really mind-blowing vi video clips with this fellow, uh, Bradley, who, who, who suffered from decades of horrific abuse and thought he was a hopeless case and then he would he beats up on himself with with horrible labels like he calls himself a weirdo and a loser and his parents and his older brother told him that all the time when he was was growing up and now he's he's he can he can, he can kill those thoughts with the be specific externalization of voices let's define terms and he let me record a couple of them, and, and I think he'll let us, you know, show, let, let, our, we might, I might even do them on, on podcasts. Oh, so people could learn, be specific, and, and, and define terms, and hear somebody going actually into, into enlightenment, and yeah. stuff, stuff like that. It's going to be really awesome. And then finally, we'll, Dave, we'll, this will be the first product David's released that absolutely will guarantee that people will do the written exercises. Yeah, because if you don't, <laughs> you get bumped off of the app. You can't just be passive. You've got to 
interact. We say, write down what you think here. If they don't write, type things in there, say, good, sayonara, sweetheart. <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. Isn't so the consequence cool? for not doing the homework is getting kept, or doing the work Well, you can't progress. You just won't be able to advance. You get thrown off? Well, you just won't be able to go, go past that step. You know, we're going to require you to complete the work to go go to the next step. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love and, that. And homework's so important to yeah. actually getting better. You could, yeah, we could li listen to David talk forever, but if you yeah. don't write down your own negative thoughts yeah. and challenge them, yeah, you'll, you'll never. Pull yeah, that, there. that that's right. Yeah. So you're going to demonstrate methods. You're going to do agenda setting, agenda assessment setting. of resistance. You know, positive reframing. Everything's Everything. going to be testing. in there. Testing. Yeah, testing. Yeah. We already built that part. And we'll actually. even wow. we'll even yeah. show them which techniques to use. Like with which cognitive with distortions? With their thoughts. With their yeah. own thoughts? You know, based on uh -huh. the distortions in their thoughts. Wow. Yeah. And stuff. So, oops, my, I just almost, that was like, I slapped myself inadvertently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my papers fell off yeah. my lap. And then there's some, like, once we have, uh, uh, we're going to try to make something really killer to, to start. But then once we have something even basic, one of the things that I'm really excited about will be the first time when uh, therapy can, can kind of be optimized at, at large scale. You know, yeah. we have... Uh, users going through the app every week will be able to see, okay, well, we're working for this group of people over here, but there's some segment that we're, it's not getting through to, and we'll be able to diagnose in real time why is that happening, what's going on with those people, and, and, and then just release a new update that will fix yeah. that problem. Yeah, the implications for research are mind-boggling, because if we can get 5, 10, 15,000 people signed up and using this thing every day, and we're gathering data constantly, and then I can plug them into structural equation modeling programs and begin to get fantastic cause and effect information, validate new tools in a single day instead of the five to eight years it typically has taken me in the past. The, the implications are, are pretty tremendous, but the most and we'll find, it will do causal research. What causes depression? What causes rapid recovery? What part of the app do people think suck? What part of the app do they suddenly brighten up and begin to feel better? It's, it's, a, it's a game changer. For, wow, it sounds really, really, really exciting. Yeah. We're excited, you know. So yeah. are the, when you say it's a game changer for research, where's the data being collected? Well, on the go, app. it'll all go into, a, you know, just like every other app, it'll all go into all the, the, the users, as they use it, they'll, they'll be storing, will be storing information like, hey. They'll be taking tests and stuff. It'll be stored in their own phone or in your well, it's going to be we we we'll, we're going to work, consult with lawyers to figure out the best way to do that and what what information should be collected on mass and what should be kind of kept locally in the user's device. So we want to make sure we do a good job. We don't do anything that someone doesn't consent to. We want all of our users to be an enthusiastic enthusiastic about being part of this research process. But I think uh, there won't mostly be personally identifiable information. It'll mostly be like, what's your score or something like that. Yeah, uh, and and then that will that will enable us to put that all into a database and then and do research So how will on you it. protect people's privacy? Yeah, so we won't associate any of that data with their names. Um, or any of their identifiable Or any of their identifiable uh, information. Could people yeah. opt out of being part of the research part? I, pro pro probably. When, when yeah. I had my clinic in Philadelphia, we ran, we did research on everybody and we ran it through the human subjects uh, committee at the hospital and they, they approved it. And then people had to sign a consent form. And out of 700 patients, I think only two or three said they didn't want the data used. They, we were told that your data will be pooled anonymously with, with other people to find out more about the causes and effective treatments for, for depression. People were very generous and, you know, happy to, to let us 
let us do that. And, and I'm sure we'll run into the same thing here, but if somebody doesn't want to be involved in the research, they'll certainly certainly have that option. We're not interested yeah. in hurting or, or coercing anybody. We're interested in a, a joyous, fantastic experience for everyone. Yeah, and we'd want to store all the information in the most secure way possible, which means kind of encrypting it, putting it in a form where it can't be, uh, couldn't be captured um, and, and, and stored safely. That's awesome. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. instead of 700 people that were, you're talking about, you're talking about, you know, 700 million people. Yeah, or something. Potentially. We'd, we'd be happy with we, as much, we'd, we'd, we'd have that to, number. We'd be happy to start out with 10. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you planning or is the, one of the consequences of this app going to be putting therapists out of business? I don't. I don't think that's going to ever be the case. I think that people love love the human connection, and uh, and and there will be always a tremendous demand for someone to sit down and talk to face to face who can provide support. But what we hope to do is make human therapists a lot more effective. And there's actually a companion project that we're uh, kind of started really uh, that's been picked up on by my, my son and Alex Clark and more cats, uh, a tools to help make the therapist more effective. But, but that's what we're going to be doing as well. And, and so the, the, we see ourselves as helpers. Of, if people aren't in therapy, we hope to just help them uh, because they can't afford it, they can't find good therapy. If people are in therapy, we hope to accelerate their recovery and to be, to be help, helping the therapist, making the therapist far more effective. Our motto there will be, send your patients to our app, we'll cure them, and you can take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then in, in, <laughs> and then in addition, I think um, they're being able to refer people from the app to therapists who know these techniques would be really helpful too. There'll, there'll be a lot of people, I, we're going to work really hard to make all the teaching work for people without a therapist, but yeah. there'll be some people who, who still need a, someone to work with on externalization of voices or the double standard technique or all yeah. these role play techniques. And if we have a, a list of killer therapists, then we can, we can be referring to people. Yeah, I think, you know, no matter how fantastic the app is, uh, there will be people who, who can't do it, do it on their own. We, we hope to be better than feeling good, but we're not going to get up to 100%. And so we'll be generating a, a tremendous number of referrals, the people needing referrals. And, and so we'll, we'll have, we hope, and this is just our plans, but we hope to have paid help that you can get to go to a therapist and, and get help. And, and we wouldn't ge generate income from that. that. That would be conflict of interest. But just here's some people who know how to use these skills. So there may be tremendous referrals generated. But then also I have a, 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 a colleague who's been coming on the Sunday hikes, Vivek, mm. who's uh, from, from India. And I can't remember his last name, but he's totally wonderful and totally brilliant. And he really knows team inside and out. And I think we'd see if we can generate a free support group as well, that people could go and, and get help, say, how do I challenge this negative thought or this self-defeating belief and, and collaborate with, with others using, using the app. An online support group? 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. something something wow. electronic. But we have to think all these things through. And, yeah. and that could be amazing. Like, I remember when I was in my therapy with Matt initially, uh, we would role play, do some role play techniques. And then I actually, to get additional practice, I did it with friends of mine. I would say, oh, this is how you set it up. And we'd yeah. go back and forth. Oh, yeah. Thought, and it was really, it was really helpful. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. have a, actually a fellow who comes to our Tuesday group. He's not a mental health professional, but he's a physician. You, you know him, Mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's developed his own uh, support group, uh, Five Secrets, with friends oh, of Oh, that's his. amazing. And they've been doing it for years. They get together once a week and they practice the Five Secrets of Effective Communication. Oh, I was at a wedding this Sunday and I was talking, two, in two separate conversations, people were telling me about some of their relationship struggles. And I talked to them a little bit about my experience with uh, the book Feeling Good Together. And they were both super enthusiastic. I think they would love to a support group like that. That's they fantastic. Would, so yeah. did you say you recommended a book for them to, to purchase yeah. on Amazon? Yeah, it's a book called Feeling Good Together. Feeling Good Together. And then oh. the author's name is... Um, what's his <laughs> name? What is his what's name? the author's name? Do you remember the author's name? D.B. Okay. <laughs> David Burns, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, well, okay, anyway, well, thank that's you so much on. for final... For, um, that's a really important point to make. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, everyone. This has been another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast. For more information, visit Dr. Burns' website at feelinggood.com, where you will find the show notes for this episode under the podcast page. You will also find archives of previous episodes and many resources for therapists and non-therapists. We welcome your comments and questions. If you want to support the show, please share the podcast with people who might benefit from it. You could also go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. The theme music is Gypsy Jazz in Paris, 1935, composed and performed by Brett Van Donsel. I am your host, Rhonda Borowski. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I invite you to join us next time for another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast.